Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. We're starting a new podcast. This is Leonora Shelfo, and you're listening to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, presented by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. Yes, so if you like horror movies, scary movies. We are both big horror fans. Mm-hmm. Check it out on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for today's episode. Me too. It's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking Mandalorian mm-hmm. and the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. So strap in, guys. It's going to be a long one. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. 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 I don't remember. Oh, say a lot. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, I know what that's from. So we're going to start with Mandalorian because that one came out first. So the summary I got off of IMBD is after the stories of Django and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is sent after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, that probably doesn't work there. But no, you got a key in the, the you know, the, the Mandalorian. Yeah. You can oh, yeah. cue that in later. <laughs> oh, magic. Ooh, it'll be here right now. <laughs> 
talk some trivia. Okay. So according to Dave Filoni, there was one scene that required a large number of stormtroopers, but they didn't have enough costumes. He ended up drafting members of the 501st Legion fan club who specializes in making their own storm and clone trooper cosplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they had like 30 of them show up. It's crazy. Uh, if I was in that Legion fan club, I would be there too. But like, you want me in a Star Wars background? But the, yes. But they didn't know what they were doing because they get called for a lot of things because it was on the like behind the scenes Mandalorian oh, they thing. Didn't know? No. I haven't so, watched any of the behind the scenes stuff yet. Apparently huh. Disney and or Lucas film whatever, they call them a lot for things sometimes when they just want stormtroopers at events and then they go to charities and, and all sorts of stuff. So when they so got the call they didn't know. Yeah. And then they showed up and they were on set for the Mandalorian and they're like, what? So yeah, they didn't how cool would that have been on top of it? Like you think oh you're going God. to event or something. Amazing. You're in you're freaking in Star Wars. Like what? Yeah. Incredible. Heck yeah. That is a flex right there to tell your kids and grandkids. Mm-hmm. I was Absolutely. in Star Wars. That's me right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, during the first episode when the bounty is looking through the carbonite slabs, one of them contains Star Wars creators, George Lucas. Really? I did not yes. I never saw that. I never noticed that. I didn't notice it either. All we see is eyes. Actually, I don't remember. I need to rewatch the episode. I really need to go back to and watch Mandalorian before the next season comes out next year. Because I'm going to be honest. I don't remember everything from season one. That feels oddly disrespectful. Not, to make him not in Carbonite? Like, <laughs> making him in like Carbonite. Sp- like specifics. <laughs> Like, I can't remember, spe- like, I no, can't remember no, really, really saying, detailed specific. What? He's saying the fact that they put George Lucas in the George Lucas in Carbonite. That feels disrespectful. It seems rude to, oh. <laughs> to put him in there. That seems like a like a Tim Burton move from things that we've talked about with him. I feel like that's, like, on his level where he does. Yeah, he would do that. Things like that. But what if George wanted to be a part of Carbonite? Maybe he did. Well, he is now. I'm just saying, it's like, like we own your product, now we're putting you in jail, in, you know, (laughs) stone. It's like, oh. Or you could look at it that way, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know, that's how I, I, yeah. But I, who knows, maybe maybe it was his idea. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. The Mandalorians, well, okay, hold on, before I go to this, I wonder if, okay, so you know how Stan, they had Stan Lee literally in everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if, and that was, Disney made all those, most of those. I wonder if Disney's like, you know what? Why don't we put you in this too? Like we did with Stan. Like you should start like randomly being in here somewhere. That could be a thing. That could be. I don't know if it's a real thing, but it's just a possibility. That's kind of funny. They should do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, the Mandalorian's phase pulse blaster is based on Boba Fett's rifle from the holiday special. Nice. I've never watched the holiday special, so I have no idea. I don't remember weapons in that in that one, but apparently there were. Apparently there, there was. I watched it once a long time ago when I was too just, you know, never again. Mm-hmm. It's Except okay. For- we'll watch them again next year when we do the, the vintage month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will yeah. have to watch it again. Sorry, Dan. Well, I did watch a clip of it recently, and I, it was worse than I remember. So. Oh, I'm sure it's terrible. But- it's, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. 
next summer is going to be, or next May is going to be fun. <sighs> Gina, Gina. Oh, how do you say her last name? Carano, Carano. Sera- uh, is it Serrano? Carano. 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 I don't know. I Gina. I believe it's Carano. Okay. She initially believed that she would be playing the role of a female Wookiee and was surprised that her face would be seen within the series. She did not think she was going to be like a humanoid. Hmm. Yeah. Child, well known by fans as Baby Yoda, quickly became an internet sensation over the months after the premiere of the series. Duh. Mm -hmm. Toys weren't available for the character because of the secrecy. Some toys, such as Funko Pop figures and a plush from Mattel, weren't available until early 2020. John Fabio had... I almost said Fabio. 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 (laughs) John said the intention was not to spoil the series ahead of the premiere. The way the cat usually gets out of the bag with that stuff is merchandising and toy catalogs and things like that. He told Entertainment Tonight. Mm -hmm. He's not wrong. I'm so glad they actually didn't do like toys and stuff beforehand. You can... We were talking about that with the prequels that the prequels were just like a merchandising toy mm-hmm. finanza. Mm-hmm. And that's and and it's the sequels like, okay. too did that a little bit. Did they? I didn't pay attention. Okay. Well, I mean, they that's how they would they didn't show who Kylo Ren was, but he was like one of the first toys that came out from the sequel era, like before hmm. the movies came out. Mm, I believe so, that. Yeah. Well, that's annoying. Anywho. Critics critics actually didn't get a chance to watch the first episode until after it was released through Disney Plus, which is typically a sign of a lack of confidence from the studio. However, it should be noted that this was only done to prevent the first episode twist from getting out and not and not out of quality concerns, as the pilot was widely praised upon release. To circumvent this altogether, Lucasfilms had a premiere screening of the pilot and the next two episodes, which were not released at the time, specifically for critics, a few days after the first episode was released. Always got to piece the critics. Well, I mean, they didn't get to see it before we did. We all saw it at the same time. Yeah. I think it's funny that, like, usually that means it's going to be horrible if the critics don't Mm -hmm. see it beforehand. But honestly, I don't like reading the critics before I watch something it's because their job I don't to always hate agree things. with them. Exactly. I don't read that stuff. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, pooey to the critics. <laughs> Ewan McGregor visited the set in his Obi-Wan Kenobi outfit from the prequel Star Wars trilogy in support of Disney Plus's upcoming and still unnamed Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's named Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, right. guys. Sorry. This is yeah. an old spoiler alert. Piece. Guys, mm-hmm. yeah. McGregor acknowledged that he had put the old uniform back on for a camera test while visiting the set. It was funny walking on set because it was a lot of the Mandalorian crew and I walked on and it was a big moment. Mm. McGregor told the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. I walked into the dressing room and there were my beige cloaks and my belts and boots. And it was like, oh my God, it was my old costume. It was amazing. (laughs) So he did a screen test while he was on the second, the set for this Mandalorian, probably the second season, first season. No, not first, third season. I don't know. One of the seasons. But I mean, if I was the cast of Mandalorian and McGregor is coming in for a screen test and you see him in Obi Wan mm-hmm. gear, like this is oh, this yeah. is Obi Wan. This is someone mm-hmm. we grew up with. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, 
Can we just like sit here with him? Everybody's <laughs> geeking out. I'm Everybody. sure. Yes. Everybody. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, in the first episode, the Mandalorian's bounty mentions trying to get home for Life Day. Life Day was a central part of the plot for the much. <laughs> what is it? Maligned? I'm having a brain fart. People help me out. Where, 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 where is it? Maligned. Number eight. Maligned? Maligned. Is that right? That doesn't seem like a word. Okay. It is. Okay. The most, the much maligned ho- Star Wars holiday special. And according to Dan, I'm guessing that's the right word for it. It's a, yeah, it's, it's like a neg- it's like a negative, like mm-hmm. it's dis- disregarded or disposed of. I forget that's the so name, but sad. it's it's bad, basically. Yeah, I was gonna say. I it's think bad. the word is bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not nice. Mm-hmm. So, so Life Day is a Wookie holiday, right? Yes, I believe okay. so. Just making sure, because I was so confused when I watched Mandalorian. I'm like, I'm sorry, what's Life Day? Right. What is that? And then it comes up again in either Clone Wars or somewhere else. Someone mentions Life Day randomly. And I'm like, what is Life Day? I don't understand. Someone explain it better, please. It's a reminder that the holiday special is canon, unfortunately. <laughs> Sneaking in there. Yeah. Oh, Lucas himself didn't regrets discard it. So. Yeah. Huh? I said Lucas himself Luke. regrets it. That's sad. So that, that, that is really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah see here many episodes of the mandalorian pay homage to early japanese cinema most notably the lone wolf and club cub series where a samurai travels pan with a child in tow and seven samurai where a poor village seeks the help of experienced swordsmen to protect them from pillaging raiders definitely get that vibe yeah and both of those just kind of remind me of the episodes of visions we talked about last week yeah Having David Filoni, Rick, oh my gosh, Kim Uy, and Deborah Cho make creator make creator cameos as X-wing pilots in the sixth chapter of The Mandalorian was originally a joke suggested by Filoni to John. So apparently, I need to rewatch this. So chapter six, The Prisoner, mm-hmm. Dave, Rick, and Deborah were X-wing pilots. I did not realize this when I was yes. watching it. Yeah, and they didn't want to do it. If you watch the behind the scenes thing, because it was a joke, and John was like, "Oh mm-hmm. no, we should do that," and they were all like, "Do we really have to?" None of them really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Really? Because as a creator, I'd be like, "You want me to do what?" Yes, I I will be killed by Darth Vader. I don't want <laughs> right. I get in it. The movie. Yeah. I, I get, get it. To I... be in it, come on. <sighs> they were reluctant to be actors and not behind the scenes. It seems. So. Well, fully on them. They're they're not real Star Wars fans. Let's be real. <laughs> wow, real Star Wars fans would be like, heck yeah, put me in. Yeah, I, I understand. Most a lot of behind the scenes people they don't tend to want to stay the, there, though. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to be in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Giancarlo Espinosa. Es- I cannot say names today. Esposito. 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 Thank you. Spoke of his character saying, and and this is the guy who plays shoot. Moff Gideon. Yes, thank you. Moff Gideon. Oh, okay, yeah. Saying, in a way, you might call him an underworld character. You may also look at him as a savior, as someone who might bring back some order to the world after it's all collapsed. I don't I don't agree. Hmm. I don't agree. 
see here. Mm. Before Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano, fans made a came campaign for her to be cast so if this was a fan choice we want they wanted her interesting to be be ahsoka that's cool i didn't know that yeah it's weird because i I I just Hmm? go ahead no i was gonna say i had heard that they had wanted to somehow cast the voice actor to do live action at least that's where i heard somewhere i don't know if that was Hmm. or maybe she wanted like the actor herself wanted to do it maybe who is the voice actor i can't remember i forget her name I'll have to look it up later. Yeah. I mean, the voice actor was great, but she was like... I, voice acting, it's different. You need someone who's going to look like her. or exactly. at least mm-hmm. ex- I agree. Exude her. And I'm like, I can't think of anybody else to do it. Like, the first yeah. time I saw Rosario playing Ahsoka, I'm like, that is Ahsoka. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Like, she looks the character in all. In all. Mm-hmm. Okay. John and Dave offered a, both a interesting perspective as well as a look ahead. Filoni was asked what feedback, if any, he received from George Lucas about the first season of the series. And it sounded like their discussions tend to lean more towards larger filmmaking and production topics. When I talk with him, I like to get more knowledge. He'll give me some reminders, especially before shooting something, about how many setups I should try to get done in a day. And I might rack his brain for certain things about how to cover a scene. He's been very complimentary. Filoni explained, my job is to bring that knowledge forward and pass it on what I've learned from him in every discipline to John and to the creative departments. That said, Filoni believes that as a viewer, Lucas likes what he sees. I think he enjoys the show. And he said once now that he gets to watch it as a fan and watch it as a viewer. So good things. Mm -hmm. And And it's good to know that even though Disney has taken over Lucas is still a part of the conversation. He still is giving his feedback. He's still giving him, giving them advice and and all the things. Like, I feel like that helps a lot to know that Lucas is still a part of that. Because if Lucas wasn't, this would just all go to the crapper Mm -hmm. and there'd be Mm -hmm. a revolt. (laughs) Well, there was a revolt when The Last Jedi came out. The fandom, was it the fandom menace or whatever? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that'll be an interesting conversation let's, when we get there yeah let's not talk about that dark day mm-hmm. yet <laughs> so this is john's third time working on star wars he was voice of pre vishla in star wars the clone wars he was also riot durant in solo and now he is a director and i believe he signed on for like a lot more directing shows like he has a contract now with us or with Disney or something about so. being on multiple Star Wars shows is what I read. Nice. So, yeah. Let's see here. Several voice actors from Clone Wars and Rebels make cameos throughout the series. I did not see all of these as I was doing it. So again, we need to rewatch. Matt Lantor, <laughs> Matt Lanter makes an appearance. So Ooh. does Steve Bloom, who is the voice of Zeb. Dave Filoni, who is the director and writer. And then for Clone Wars and Rebels, he also makes a cameo, which we just talked about. And then that's it. In addition Mm -hmm. to writing and directing. So I knew Matt. I remember seeing Matt, but I don't know what Steve looks like. So I need to like look up what Steve looks like so I can figure out who he is. Yeah. Let's see here. The second season finale was released the day after the death of Jeremy Bullock, who physically played Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back Mm -hmm. and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember hearing about that. 
Yeah, I did too. It was so sad. Yeah. The series starts five years after Return of the Jedi and six years before the birth of Rey, played by Daisy Ridley in the last Star Wars trilogy. Hmm. So it's that's where it is kind of in the where we are entering post post originals. So like we did all the pre-original stuff here on the mm-hmm. podcast. Now we're entering post original things, except when we get to Obi-Wan. That one's out of order, but that one just like <laughs> released last month. So we couldn't do it yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. the transition between the Empire phase and the first order phase. Yes. Or, yeah. You know, yep. We're in that trans that transition. Yeah. In March of 2020, it was reported that Jamie Lee Curtis was cast and set to appear in the second season. However, she had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. Too bad. That would have been interesting to see that. Yeah. Maybe she'll come back in third season? Hopefully. Hope she, so. she can make it work. I wonder who she was supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know either. I love J- Jamie Lee Curtis. Agreed. Yeah, she's awesome. She is. And then according to George Lucas, his main concern was that baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, has to have a proper amount of training. And I think he's talking about Jedi training. Like, I think George was concerned that because Grogu is still so much, very much a baby, how is he that powerful? How is he getting that training, Mm -hmm. et cetera? So, I mean, he really doesn't get a good amount of training. Luke doesn't have him very long, so... Yeah. And he was in the Jedi temple, but like he was a baby. So it just, he's still well, technically a baby, which is weird because he's like 50 years old. I was going to say, um, is he technically actually a baby or is he like a ma- just mature or just in our perspective, he's a baby? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you, if he is the same creature as Yoda, Yoda lived to be, you know, like 900, 900 yeah. and something, something. So 50 is still a baby for that age. This is true. Yeah, that's probably yeah. perspective. Like, yeah. How okay, how old how oh my gosh, I should know this. What's the line? See if you're nine hundred and something something. We're nine hundred years old you age. Yeah. Look is it just nine hundred? Okay, so fifty divided by nine hundred. So technically he's only lived six percent of the lifespan he could be living. Okay. So yeah, he's a baby. So he is still very much a baby. He's a baby. Yeah. He is a baby. Yeah. So yeah. So that's all the trivia I have. I didn't watch the I should have watched the behind the scenes, but I didn't have time mm-hmm. to see if there was anything else. But if you guys have any, let me know. I know you some of you watched them. Mm-hmm. Dan. Dan Dan. What's hey, your thoughts? Me. My thoughts. So it this one actually took me a little while to get into because it was the first several episodes, it was kind of like what you're saying, like how he just kind of goes from town to town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just kind of meanders, like to begin to begin with, and that's usually for me that's fine for like one or two episodes, but it kind of kept being that way. Like the first maybe six seven episodes, it was like just kind of meandering from one place to another. He goes to this town and he saves these people, and then he goes somewhere else, and it's like where is this mm-hmm. going? Mm-hmm. And then by the I think by mm-hmm. it was it was. I forget the episode. It was like when they do the heist, like they they sneak mm, into that mm-hmm. one place and the yeah, and they have yeah. like the, the Twilight yeah. joins them. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr, mm-hmm. which I'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, after that episode, I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in. This is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. In hindsight, I understand why they did that because they really had to set up like 
not not so much set up the world because we know the world, but they had to set up the world from like a, this perspective. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, we need to know how the dynamics of this world work post empire. Mm-hmm. So that, that took a little while. So, but by the time the second season rolls around, I was like, I'm in, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was, you know, in it from the start. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really liked is that it's, and it was the same way with Rebels, is that all of the characters and a lot of the shows, like, they really stood on their own to the point where you didn't need to bring in familiar characters just to make the show good. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I agree. mean? And that's something that Star Wars has a tendency to do when things aren't going very well. So, you know, they really took their time and invested in these characters to where when they brought in, you know, Luke at the end of the second season, and then they brought in, you know, certain other throwbacks here and there. Did I, did I spoil something or no? No, just. Oh. Right, yeah, okay. It was the end of first season, by the way. I thought it was second season. It's the second season. Luke was in the first season, guys. No. And I promised because I love this show and I rewatched it this week. He showed up in the what second season. What am I season. thinking of then? I have no idea. Maybe you're thinking of the Boba Fett. Maybe Boba Luke, Fett because he's definitely in Boba Fett a lot. Oh my gosh, I am thinking of Boba Fett. I forgot that they yeah. do a they're, crossover in Boba. This is what I'm saying. It's like they're. Oh my gosh, I totally. <laughs> I think about Dan that. and I are probably on the same page with what we had to say about Boba Fett because. Right. Yeah. Oh, I told. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Never mind. Boba was more like Mandalorian season three, but anywho, it was. I call it. I call it two point five in my notes about that's, the yeah the show. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, that's about right. <sighs> Yeah, I think we're going to be on the same page for sure. (laughs) More than like. (laughs) But say all that to say, you know, when the show has earned its goodness. So it's like when the fan service, or it's what I had to say was the fan service is earned. It's like a bonus. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not what makes the show good. The show is good on its own. Mm -hmm. So when the fan, Mm -hmm. when, you know, Luke or somebody else shows up, it's like a, you know, a nice little touch, Mm -hmm. you know, icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. So I I'm, I'm I hope we see more stuff like that where it's not just hey remember Darth Vader hey remember you know <laughs> just randomly shows mm-hmm. up yeah. remember berries and all <laughs> yeah. that mm-hmm. that's a South Park thing for any of you Disney people who don't know who, who don't follow South Park uh, member berries anyway Bill Burr which if you don't know who he is that's the bald guy who kind of talks like he's from Boston you know the kind of mm-hmm. that guy. Mm-hmm fairly well-known comedian and i wasn't a huge i i was i was only a casual fan of him but i didn't really start watching him until like you know a little bit you know leading up to uh mandalorian that i found out he was in it and then i kind of forgot about it and then he shows up and i was like oh my god this guy in star wars is something i did not know i needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) every time he says something or does something or gives his opinion on something it's i I love this dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a great character. I agree. He's, he's great. You know, I mean, he's he's hilarious in general, but you know, just seeing him in the Star Wars unit and the fact that he's not really a Star Wars fan and the fact, and like he chose to do it anyway, because mm-hmm. hearing him talk about it, mm-hmm. like, you know, leading up to it, it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I never really grew up with any of the Star Wars stuff. I was like, outside, yeah, that's, that's for nerds. You're all a bunch of crazy weirdos, you know, whatever. And then they're asking me to be, and I was like, oh, jeez, you know, but it's cool to see that he had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the how the illustrations at the end, like during the ending credits, mm, how they're mm-hmm. like 
I, I like how they 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 pick out scenes from the show that are you know they stand out, but they exaggerate them in such a way. Mm-hmm. It, it really gives the show like that fable sort of feeling, you know, that feeling like it's passed down, you know, story that's passed down through, you know, campfire stories and generation mm-hmm. after generation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the theme song really adds to it. Like the whole thing feels yeah. like it feels like a fairy tale. You know, for the first time, Star Wars actually feels like a fairy tale, mm-hmm. which which is fun to see. So I like that. And I, I want that armor. I want Mandalorian armor. I want Mando's armor. I don't want Boba Fett's armor. I want Mando's no, armor. No, it has to be Mando's armor. Absolutely. I agree. Sleek, silver, cool. Um, just so shiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, Boba's was shinier until he went through, you know, digestive the Digestive track. I mean, that yeah. sucks for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Oh, boy. No. Hmm. But yeah, all in all, I think it's a, you know, it's a great show. Yeah. It's again, I'm going to have to rewatch it. I'm trying to pull out things that I remember from it. Um, Gina Carano just going in there and, you know, holy crap, I would not mess with her. Nobody would mess with her. Nope. Well, and like the first time we see in second season, Boba's armor. Mm-hmm. like when that when what's his face oh what actor he's all he's usually a bad guy so the fact that he played a good guy for once was like fantastic which way who, when he who, the the sheriff oh what is his name oh timothy oh, yeah. oliphant yes thank you when timothy in his character walks up in boba's armor i'm like boba's armor i'm like but that doesn't <laughs> look like boba you're too tall he's too tall and he's too slender for boba fett a little lanky. Aren't you a little lanky for a boba? Yeah. yeah. A little lanky. That's very true. <laughs> like, aren't you too a little sharp for a stormtrooper? Okay, I, I was wondering if it's for a boba. Right. I got you. I got I was, you. I was like, oh, I failed I on that now. reference. I get it now. No, you didn't. I got okay. it. I get it now. Yeah. Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy, mm-hmm. what's, what's your thoughts? I saw you took out, I, I read your first comment. I'm like, isn't that, that was in the wrong spot? Cause I was, I was doing this on my phone. So I think it pasted in the wrong spot. Cause some of the formatting looked weird. Cause yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have my computer. I was just doing it on my phone last night when I was editing my notes. So that's for the next thing that we're talking about. Gotcha. So yeah, so this is my favorite Star Wars thing, production, whatever that I've seen. I really like it, which was surprising. Cause the first time I watched it was last year. And I don't know, I just was drawn to it. I just thought it was, the storyline was awesome. It's just so much of it that pulls it in together. The way it was filmed, the characters, the music. Uh, It's not your traditional Star Wars theme song. I love the score. Mm -hmm. I think it's super, Mm -hmm. super awesome and unique. And when you hear that like whistle or it's actually a recorder, when that plays, you just know something's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I love that. The Mandalorian. You should really watch, there is a whole episode about the score being done. I think mm-hmm. you, you should definitely check that out because it's very interesting because the guy literally was just like, they asked him to do it and he's just like screwing around with all these recorders until he just happened to find it. So he did everything like individually, <laughs> like the recorder and then he did some on the piano. It was just like all just random bits and pieces that he stuck together. So it's, That's it's really very cool and to see how he did okay. that. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. But I just love, love the music. I think it's great. Dan, like you said, the credits are awesome with the artwork at the end. I mm-hmm. love it. It ties everything in. Like you said, it makes it feel like like a fable or a story that's being told. But I just love it in general just because just looking at the artwork and how it fits into the the story, like the concepts and everything mm-hmm. is just, it's beautiful. I think it's awesome that they do that at the end. 
every every episode I watch it. Yeah. The first season, so we were just talking about this, Ashley, the first season versus the second season. Mm-hmm. Right. So like in the first season, because they're really setting up the relationship between Grogu and the mm-hmm. Mandalorian. So at the end of the first season, he actually goes and says he's going to go find his people. So that's how that That's right. Ends. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a really that. good cliffhanger. So they were together, but you, you know, something is coming and you don't know what's coming. And I didn't know it was going to be Ahsoka and Luke and, and all that when they brought it in the second one. All the one. things. Yeah. So I liked the, the first season I thought ended on a really good note. But just to go back to the first season, the very first episode when we get the surprise, which they didn't want to spoil, when Mando meets the child, as they were calling it at the mm-hmm. time, just the look at the end when they show him and it's just like the creation of Adam and when they show mm-hmm. Mando reaching out to him, I just, that's like an mm-hmm. iconic picture in my mind of the story whenever I think mm-hmm. about it. And I think that was just hmm. so beautifully shot and so well done. They just, everything they do on it, I just think they did such a good job with every little bit of the show from filming yeah. to the story and everything. I like the whole space Western vibe. I think that's a lot of fun, the, the way that all comes together. And they do spend a lot of time on these sandy planets, again, <laughs> as, as frequently as referenced. I think at this point, we don't like sand. And yeah, I kind of get it now. And I'm just like, yeah, these places really suck when you look around at them. Yeah. And yeah, but they're the perfect setup for this kind of scene, you know, when they got the shootouts yeah. and everything. It's the perfect setup. So I get it. Oh, I said I was going to remember how to say his name. It's Kuiel? Kuiel? I don't remember. The little... Don't look at me. Oh, my God. Like, I said I was going to try and remember it when I watched it, but whatever. I loved his character. He was kind of like the Yoda for Mando, giving him wisdom, mm-hmm. helping him mm-hmm. kind of chill out a little bit, find his way. And then Robbie and I always like to do either the I have spoken when we say something and we're just like the topic is done. We'll do that. I have spoken. And this is the end of the conversation. And we do this is the way a lot, too. So those are some phrases that kind of interjected into my everyday life. But yeah, I I just love how when he says something to Mando and Mando's kind of like, like what you know what the heck and he's just like i've spoken and this this is the end of the conversation so we're Mm -hmm. not discussing this anymore (laughs) you were doing what i just said to do and this is this is it so i love his whole character (laughs) and i love that he rebuilt the droid (laughs) into the he took that battle bot and then made it into the the nursing (laughs) it's a dead mother the den mother yeah the droid that was hilarious which ashley just posted a tiktok <laughs> i saw that one yeah and i thought that was hilarious when you made that face because in my head i was like makes sense it mm-hmm. makes sense yeah i was like you're not going to deny this one are you mm-hmm. it's like no <laughs> that was that was first go too i mm-hmm. i did it and it came mm-hmm. up on the battle droid i'm like i am, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I saw the gears turning <laughs> yeah 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 that actually makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah did i it post does. it on instagram i thought i did it i must have posted it on insta didn't yeah you I? did not you did. insta too mm-hmm. okay I, okay i'm yeah, like dance so, did i post it on Insta? if you're did listening you and you have not seen it go check it out either on tiktok or insta it's pretty funny to watch her face in my opinion i thought it was pretty funny i had to think about it i'm like am i like this droid yes yes i am <laughs> And I, what I like is how you're introduced to the battle droid and Mando is basically works with him because he feels like he doesn't really have a choice at that point, but he's clearly annoyed with him because mm-hmm. he hates droids. That whole scene is funny. And then when he's going to kill the baby and he just like pops him off and that's it. And you think that's it. And then he comes back as the the mother, the nursing droid, whatever. Yeah. 
that was a really interesting shift. And it's like he was barely in the show. But by the end, when he goes and sacrifices himself, you feel so bad about it. Like mm-hmm. the, the droid. I mean, you love droids anyway. So I know you're automatically like on the droid mm-hmm. side. But it just they did such a character shift with him. And it was so well done. Even Mando is just like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. We'll, we'll figure this out. And he's just like, nope, I can't, you know, I can't be captured. This is it. I'm Here's the baby. Bye-bye. And yeah, he saves them all. So. That was just so interesting. It's just he mm-hmm. sacrificed himself and killed, sacrificed himself. And mm-hmm. yeah, it made me sad, though, that we didn't get enough of those characters. But I get it. Like you said, yeah. Ma- Mando is a wanderer, so he's going to just yeah. be wherever he is in the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, just connecting with the Mandalorian. He has no face. I mean, we barely see his face. Right. He's just It's the way he his presence, the way he stands there. You just know. And it's the same thing with Boba Fett. You don't need to see their face to know what they're thinking or what they're feeling or what's going on in a scene. And I think that's really important because that's hard to do without the facial mm-hmm. expressions, mm-hmm. whether it's on an alien mm-hmm. creature or a person. So I think the fact that they're able to convey that, it just shows how well done the show is. Is You know, Absolutely. I'm thinking back mm-hmm. to like, like Wally, you know, he's a robot. He's not a person, but we still have that emotional connection. But he has more. He has a face. So he has the eyes and everything mm-hmm. at least that we can see the mando you're just like he's just standing there and you have to get the emotion from him or what he's thinking or what he's feeling mm-hmm. you know overall he's just such a as we say ba since <laughs> we can't say the, the real thing yeah. Keep it clean. <laughs> such a ba <laughs> in the whole series he's commanding and he's calm just the way he gets into scenarios and nothing bothers him he's just like all right let me take care of this. You know, like the Jawas are getting on his nerves. Just disintegrate half of them. It's fine. No worries. I'll just take care of it. <laughs> Climb up the side of their, their uh, what do you call it? The the thing that they're in. The, oh, the sand crawler. The sand crawler. Yeah. yeah. Sand crawler. You just crawl up the side of it. It's no big deal. Like nothing bothers him. Mm-hmm. And that's something we should mm-hmm. all strive to do <laughs> in our everyday lives. I feel that. <laughs> not be bothered by everything. Oh, so then we have the the laser swords, right? I'm sorry, just call back to the Phantom Menace. Such a dumb name. So lightsabers are awesome, but as Dan just said, the armor, come on now, that Beskar oh, yeah. armor, yeah. that's that's pretty awesome. You gotta 100%. admit, no, nothing's getting through yeah. here. And he has some pretty cool weapons. Mm-hmm. And I know that they originally created all this to fight the Jedi, but it's still pretty cool. So, yep. you know, if they could just... We're all so uncivilized. If they could just get along, listen, if the freaking Mandalorians <laughs> could just get along with the Jedi, can you imagine mm-hmm. how they could really keep the peace and, you know, they fight could, the bad yeah. guys? They'd do so well together, but they can't They would do be that. unstoppable. Just, they can't mm-hmm. do that. And I'll get more into the Mandalorian when we get into the Boba yeah. Fett thing here in a minute, but... <laughs> And then you've already listed some of the great stars. So Carl Weathers is in this, and I love him. But I always think yeah. of him in Arrested Development, which if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. But he plays himself in Arrested Development, but he's like a very cheesy version of himself. So whenever I see him, I always think of that. Because nice. all he talks about, I think, is like like how to make a soup or something. And he talks about it the whole series and has nothing to do with anything. But I always think of Carl Weathers in that. So I was glad <laughs> to see him, but I always think of that. That's great. And then Gene Carl Esposito. I first remember him, and I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad. So to see him in here as a bad guy again, and he played Gus in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul, I'm just like, of course you're the bad guy. Because if you weren't, I would be upset. 
I was today years old when I put those two together. Oh no, you didn't oh, realize my, that. <laughs> how did I never see that before? That's the first thing when I saw him, I was like, it's Gus. <laughs> He's a bad guy in this too. Look at that. Wow. That's, that's funny. Yeah, same guy. He's that's also funny. a bad guy in Once Upon a Time. Now, see, I have not seen that, but I believe I it know. because he should be a bad guy in that. He's the magic he's, mirror. He's the he's mirror mirror on it. the wall. Mm-hmm. I can see, I, I, well, I, can I could see, see that because he is constantly not nice. <laughs> and he's, I'm sure he's a very nice person, but yeah. no, no. He's not on good screen. at being cold and evil. Mm-hmm, he sure is. So I was very happy to see him in this playing Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And we touched mm-hmm. on Timothy Olyphant already. I, was, I, I love him. He's, he's great. Can't get enough of him. Mm-hmm. You know, overall in the Mandalorian, we got to see, of course, Boba Fett popping up, and the way they did it, I thought was so good. Just those little sneaky bits of him, you're just mm-hmm. like, what? It's it was so well done the way that they introduced him, and I'm glad that they brought him in before they did the whole show with Book of Boba Fett. But yeah, yeah. I just like the mm-hmm. little hints that they brought him, mm-hmm. and then of course Rosario yeah. Dawson. As Ahsoka, which the first time I watched this was last year, so I was like, I don't know who this is. Like, she's orange and seems pretty cool. <laughs> she fights well. Made a lot more sense when I rewatched it. Yeah. You understand the fan geeking out at this point. Yes. The first time I was like, okay, I don't get it. But she seems cool. So now I was like, and now I can watch her and say, ah, oh, I see the little things she does. Mm-hmm. Like the cartoon version, so. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. And then again, Katie Sackoff as Bo-Katan. That was very cool that she got to come into. Yeah. And be part of the, yeah. the show. I thought that was really mm-hmm. great. And then we have Luke's entrance when he's coming in it was so awesome, but it does mirror Darth Vader's entrance into the hallway in <laughs> row one. It yeah, it mirrors that, but it's just like. I don't know. When I watch him come in, I just can't get enough of it. Like, I would rewind, like, literally watch it ten times over. Just the way he enters. And everyone's just staring at the mm-hmm. screen. And you're just waiting the whole time, just <laughs> watching him do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. So epic. And thankfully, the Mandalorian realized what was happening. Since everyone else was just like, uh-uh, no, we're not opening the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you were crazy. That that guy is not coming in here. And then it's just Luke. You're like, oh, it's good. He's mm-hmm. here. It's Luke! Yeah. Well, from the moment you see the X-wing kind of you know, oh, going across, yeah, the yeah when it's that's like, the first part, yeah, and yeah. you're just like, what you is that? Because you think you see X-wing, you think Luke, X-wing, mm-hmm. Luke. Anytime and I see an X-wing without Luke, I'm like, this is not right. What? What's going on? <laughs> but it was. There always has to be an X-wing with Luke. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. It was. It was in this one. So yeah, I loved him. And then of course, you know, you had R2 and all that, of course, which is just it was fun. Just oh, yeah. pop oh, in yeah. there together. My R2. And then. The whole series is obviously about Mando and Grogu, but the very mm-hmm. ending when he takes his helmet off and I'm just like, I just want to die. This is terrible. Oh my God. He's going to give him up and for the greater good for, for Grogu. And mm-hmm. it was so heartwarming. I'm just like, look at the Mandalorian. He has a heart. He's not mm-hmm. just an evil killer. <laughs> that that's That was such a good way to end mm-hmm. it on the second yeah. season. And it makes you want more, which is obviously the point of, yeah, mm-hmm. the ending stuff. So. Yeah, I just yeah. love this series. It just, I don't know, it just all those things connected together. I just love it. And I really enjoyed mm-hmm. rewatching it again, just for fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, boy. So I was actually really skeptical about this show when it was first announced. I did not watch it right away. Mm-hmm. I think they were over halfway through streaming it by the time I started watching it. 
Actually, I know I remember where I was. So I was at Disney World, not this past Christmas. So 2020, when I was in, when I was at Disney, Mm -hmm. staying at the Riviera and my brother's like, how have you not watched this yet? I'm like, I... (laughs) like I don't know like honestly it was a Mandalorian so I'm like I Mm -hmm. think this was a like I thought it was going to be a weak attempt to appease all the Boba fans because Boba Fett died Mm -hmm. or died quote unquote Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and my brother's like you have to watch it (laughs) so I watched the first couple I watched the first couple episodes on my phone oh no it was fully out at this point I'm sorry it was fully out at this point because I watched the ending at Disney and I remember like every night, cause we were there for two weeks. So I would watch an episode every day. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was watching as we got into it. I actually got hooked after the second episode. I'm like, I love this. Why mm-hmm. didn't I watch this sooner? And I was watching it and it was five or six o'clock in the morning. I couldn't go back to sleep. All the, all the family was snoring their noses off. I couldn't <laughs> sleep. So I'm like, I'm going to put headphones and I'm going to watch the last episode of Mandalorian. And I remember seeing the X-Wing and I squeaked. <laughs> so loud. I That's hilarious. Dad's like, what's wrong? I'm like, it's okay. I'm just watching TV. Go back to bed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, and the rest of the time I was like whispering, it's Luke. Luke, it has to be Luke. It has to be Luke. Like the whole time, I'm like, it has to be Luke. And then mm-hmm. when he emerged, I'm like, it's Luke. Yeah. Like silently, but I was like, it was Luke. <laughs> but I, yeah, I didn't know if I would like this this show at the beginning, and I, I ended up being. It's one of my, I, I do love it. It's one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. I still have some movies that I like more than than The Mandalorian, but I think it, for after all of the. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for after all of the disappointment yeah we'll go with that word disappointment of the sequels mm-hmm. it, I guess in my mind I'm like is this going to be a disappointment sort of deal mm-hmm. and it wasn't thank goodness and we've said it time and time again this this summer is that this is how Star Wars should be made is TV shows instead of mm-hmm. movies yeah. they really should stop making movies and just do the tv shows if they want to start a whole new you the a whole new sequel of things that would happen post skywalker family if they want to do that again they shouldn't do it in movie form they need to do it in a tv form because it's just so much better yeah than putting it through movies because really honestly after the prequel or after the originals there it was those were george's babies and he did such a good job on it and it was all him mm-hmm. with, of course, bringing other people in, but there wasn't like fan influence. There wasn't any sort of like expectations with those. Those are always going to be the best. And then after that, all the other movies, it's like fan expectations and no one's going to win because they're going to try to cater to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a TV show is able to pull it apart so much more that we can do what we need and not worry about, not worry about the time limits and then be mm-hmm. able to do justice to the series and also give fans something that they'll end up loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree, I agree with you guys on a lot of things that you said. I don't have much more to say than that, but yeah, it was, I'm excited for season three. I am kind of mm-hmm. sad. It's not until February, but mm-hmm. it'll be fine. We can, we should Nonsense. do, we'll do two months of Star Wars and we'll do April and May next year. And we'll talk <laughs> Mandalorian season three. 
Thank right. goodness. And all the other shows. Oh my and all gosh. the other 10,000 shows. Yeah, we'll have so many more by then. So much yeah, to talk boy. about by then. So, yeah. yeah. I just remembered something I forgot to bring up. The X-Wing thing that we talked about earlier with the directors. Uh-huh. Yeah. So do you know what X-Wing they used to film it? Do you know that trivia? No. So if you go to Disney World and you go to Galaxy's Edge, <gasps> there's an X-Wing. There. They... The one at Galaxy's Edge? They commandeered it. This is one of my favorite stories on the behind the scenes thing. They commandeered it? They commandeered. This thing was being made in California and they were shipping it to Orlando and they were like, we need it for the show. Come this way. So they they borrowed it, basically got it off track (laughs) for going to Orlando and they modified it so they could actually film inside of it because they said there was no seat or anything which you know duh it was going to sit outside uh, yeah so they weren't going to do model. that so they had to like modify it and then modify it back so that then it could be shipped so if you go to galaxy's edge and you see that one sitting there that's the one that was in the mandalorian that's so cool of. yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's so cool. awesome yeah that's something i forgot i have a to. picture with that x-wing i am going to yeah. post it this week on social I have a couple pictures of it too. Yeah. But that's, I always think of it when I go to Galaxy's Edge. I'm like, you were in the Mandalorian. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love things yeah. like that's that. That's why you need to be John Favreau because then you can do crap like that and people let you do it. So. <laughs> right? I love that. He commandeered. So mm-hmm. That's, that's really what it sounds line. like they did. Commandeer. We are going to commandeer that shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're pirates, basically. They're pirates within the movie studio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But they did return it. Well, it's very John Lucas of them, or George Lucas, John Lucas. <laughs> it's very George Lucas of them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. you guys ready for book? Before you do, I, w- I, I want to comment on oh. one thing that I actually forgot about while Sammy mm-hmm. was talking about. You know, your thoughts. Go for it. Is that I don't know if they did this intentionally, but knowing Favreau slash Filoni, they probably was intentional. The fact that the two stormtroopers who captured Grogu in the first season, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there waiting, whatever, and the fact that you had two stormtroopers who were bored out of their minds, and they're playing target practice oh, with a little yeah. can, mm-hmm. they, they cannot hit the target. That had to have been on purpose. I'm sitting that. here like, are they really... They've got to be mocking them. Yeah. Oh my God. They had to be mocking. They are really going through this, not only a phantom thing, but like a truth of this. Like, it's really true. Stormtroopers cannot hit anything for the life of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just stormtroopers, not clone troopers. Clones knew how to fight. Absolutely. No, There's don't mess difference. with the clone troopers. Yeah. But yeah. But stormtroopers? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, so much. I'm just like, oh my goodness. They are actually, they're actually going, getting this meta on mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah. I forgot about that scene, but you're right. That is hilarious. I do, I mean, I remember picking that up when they showed that scene. I'm like, they're making fun of themselves. <laughs> yes, they are. That's what you should definitely watch the behind the scenes thing because they point out all the little things that they drew from the original Star Wars. Like they even have the ice cream container that they referenced that was in that was in the background of one of the scenes. Apparently, that's a big thing. I guess in the, the in Star the cantina, Wars maybe. No, it was which one was it? Oh my god! You have to look it up for the ice cream container thing. It's in one of their original trilogy. Is it The Empire Strikes Back? There's like one guy that runs by. He's a background character in like uh-huh. an orange jumpsuit, and he has literally like an ice cream container in his hand that clearly they didn't think anyone would pay attention to. And apparently, there's a whole 
group of Star Wars people, fans, <laughs> that have latched onto it. And they bring it to Star Wars Celebration and they do like a running of the, the character. It's like so stupid. You I have to never... watch it because it's like bizarre. I was just like, what is with people? <laughs> it's yeah. So they do crap like that. Like they have that in the like when he's carrying the best car. That's what it's in. It's like an ice cream container. So wow. Yeah. They do I, nonsense I, like that. I, I, I have I never knew that was a thing. And I'm not surprised in the least. Yeah. Surprised either. We fans weird. will latch on to the weirdest things. Mm-hmm. We will very interesting oh my gosh i i have to look okay. that up now for sure it's on disney plus it's disney gallery okay all right guys so if we're done with mandalorian let's go ahead and move over to a book of boba fett and i feel like there's going to be a lot more discussion in this one yeah. seeing that dan has a manifesto he does again. but it's but great before we get to dan's manifesto we have to do summary and trivia i mean that's what we do around here mm-hmm. of course IMDb tells us that Book of Boba Fett is a legend or is about the legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett who navigates the underworld of the galaxy with mercenary Fennec Shand when they return to the sands of Tatooine because apparently we can never leave Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory formerly ruled by the deceased crime lord Jabba the Hutt. I will say we didn't talk about this when they showed the Oh, the teaser for the Book of Boba Fett at the end of Mandal- the second season of Mandalorian mm-hmm. or end of the that episode. Yeah. And he goes in and kills the... Bib Fortuna. I don't remember what his name is, but yeah. yeah. And just takes that seat. It was like chills. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh what was that? Boba? This, is the, this is the Boba we all want. Absolutely. And I was hoping that when the show started it was going to give us the boba we wanted i'm still on the fence so hopefully dan helps me go one way or another if if, if this is the boba that we wanted i i'm kind of gonna hope for your expertise on your analyst of book of boba fett today dan okay i'm gonna be do my best but let's talk some trivia. John, who also did the mandalorian he soon clarified that the series was its own series so apparently it's separate from the third season of Mandalorian. I think Feels Dan slightly has some misled. on that later. I disagree. Slightly misleading. I think, I think all of us disagree on that one. He explained that the spinoff was not announced by Catherine Kennedy at the Investor Day event because they did not want to spoil the surprise of the reveal at the end of Chapter 16, The Rescue. Which, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. You don't want to spoil surprises. No. Come on. So Boba Fett was actually was 10 years old in Attack of the Clones. And this series takes place 31 years later, around five years after Return of the Jedi. So he's about 41, which is the same age that Morrison was when he actually played Django in Attack of the Clones. That's crazy. So he's supposed to be a 41-year-old. And I think he's like in his 50s. Something like that. Yeah, late Probably. Like that. Yeah. 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 He still looks good. Mm-hmm. He, does. he does and and honestly boba needs to look kind of more weathered and he's been through a bit more than his father he's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah a lot being in digested season... ages you quite a bit what I, I said being digested ages you quite a bit yeah the fact that he's not dead is a miracle that is it it's his it's his armor let's be real it's his armor oh yeah in season five, episode nineteen of the Parks and Rec of Parks and Rec, Garth 
London presents his idea for the seventh chapter of the Star Wars saga during his citizen filibuster. When he des- what he describes is very close to the opening of the episode one of the book of Boba Fett. So it could have influenced it. And if you don't know what Parks and Rec is, it is a almost office style TV show that apparently yeah. takes place in Indiana. Yeah. I find yes. it offensive to Hoosiers, but you know, whatever. It's like the office, except you don't want to punch everyone in the face. Yeah, it's a bit different. The second uh, season is a lot there better. There are than... people I want to punch in the face. Who? And I've watched three or four of the seasons. Really? Who do you want to punch? I just, I just want to punch him in the face. Oh my gosh. That's sad. Not a hate it's so harsh. I, I just... like them. I don't want to punch anybody. Oh, I don't like them. I don't like yeah. them. I couldn't. I couldn't do it for some reason. But I also don't like The Office. So I'm just like, it's just an all around. Yeah, it fair. is very similar thing. There, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Office, but that's me. Huh? I, I, I can't stand The Office personally. Oh, they are very I, unlikable. Yeah. No, so I'm I get it. right there with you. Pedro Pascal. Sorry, it always makes me think a little Pascal. Pedro Pascal never physically portrayed Din for this show as he was filming The Last of Us. He recorded his lines on break. Hmm. So he was never physically there interesting as a mandalorian because mm-hmm. he's busy he's busy rx24 and the r3x and the rex droid from the original star tours makes a cameo in the cantina as a gamble gambling dealer and i noticed that i was very happy promoted from galactic passenger bus pilot to cantina dj after star tours was overhauled poor rex now has now been demoted to one of the galaxy's shortest lifespans for a droid staring down the blaster barrel of gamblers accusing each other and the droids of cheating Poor guy. Mm. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of cool that they brought in Rex from Star Tours since C3PO took over his spot. Was Mm -hmm. that the one who was like actually driving the thing in the Star Tours? Mm -hmm. In the original Star Tours, yeah. Gotcha. It's Mm -hmm. been years since being on that ride, so probably what I remember. Oh, it's so different now. So good. I believe it. I love it. A lot better. Seriously. Cool. Dan, Holly and I are doing Disney in December still. You should join us and Ralph. Yeah. Because he has no choice. <laughs> I doubt his daughter will let him go without him. Right. <laughs> Cadbane, mm-hmm. Dan's favorite. He has actually modeled after Lee Van Cleef's bad character in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and has a strikingly similar similarity to Snake Walker, aka the frog killer from the Muppet movie. Right. He does look like him. Mm-hmm. I can I see it now. About, yeah. Always back to the yep. Muppets. Always back. Always back to the Muppets. I feel like most of the things we talk about, Have like we get into the trivia, we're like, mm-hmm. how is that? There's another tie-in? What? Some out? sort of link they to just, the Muppets. They yeah. literally have infused themselves into our world forever mm-hmm. and ever. Yes, they <laughs> really funny. have. Well, I mean, everything from ILM, all the monsters were designed by the Jim Henson Productions, like in the original trilogy. So. Right. Yeah, they were they were designed by the Creature Creature Store. Right. Mm-hmm. Creature Shop. So, something like it, that. It's hard yeah. to escape the spirit of the Muppets yeah. in Star mm-hmm. Wars. And they just, you know. Yeah. Well, it's hard to escape the Muppets anywhere, to be honest. There's like other shows we've watched and we're looking at the trivia and we're like, they based it off of that from the Muppets? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> it was like surprised. a big Miss Piggy thing or something. Yeah, I can't remember what it was now, but yeah. yeah. I can't, but it was it was 
I think it was in Cruella. Two months ago or something. It was in Cruella. Yeah, it was it? Cruella. Yeah, it yes. was something it was related to the, the Duchess. Or the Baroness. Yeah, the Baroness. Yeah. The Baroness mm-hmm. related to something from the Muppets Caper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Interesting. Anywho, back to Star Wars. <laughs> The subculture of young people in Moss Espes who actively modified their bodies with mechanical parts call themselves the mods. All of the mods ride on pristine, well-detailed hover scooters. They are a reference to a 1960s subculture from the United Kingdom called mods, famed for riding pristine, well-detailed scooters. Their tidy and even dapper appearances among the desolate environment of Tatooine can also be seen as a reference saboteurs a subculture from african countries such as a democratic republic of congo and uganda saboteurs emulate the elegance and manners of colonial predecessor 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 dandies even while living in poor neighborhoods i thought the mods were interesting are any of your thoughts about the mods it was um, very interesting, I think. They were pretty cool. Thoughts on the mods? They're pretty yeah. cool. I, I, I didn't think too much about them, but I mean, I just figured it was one of those like, hey, here's something in Star Wars that kind of mimics something in the real world. That's all I really thought about them. Like, they were mm-hmm. cool. And yeah. it makes sense, you know, their younger generation do crazy things. So that's the new thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Become part droid. We all that's, did when we were well, and that's what made me think of it. Like when they came onto the scene, I'm like, so they're the Gen Zers of Star Wars is what's happening right Pretty now. Pretty much. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. Doing that I thought thing. it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Gen Z being Gen Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gen Z, don't ruin our Star Wars. Nah. Hey, look, Gen <laughs> Xers said the same things about us, and here we are, so. Mm-hmm. True. True. But we, uh, let's not get into gen war. Yeah, I, I hate gen wars. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So Dan Dan. All right. Manifesto. manifesto. I'm just, we're going to, I'm going to let you loose. Okay. I, I, I did this. I mean, I did this like five minutes ago. So on the fly. Just, on the fly. Yes, but so. You've also done like a, you, you, you recorded a, thing on boba you just haven't released it yet right these these, yeah these are the thoughts are very similar Mm -hmm. okay so i'll start off saying the very first scene was like of no surprise like if they'd started in any other way that would have been blasphemous because like the first scene of him being in the starlight digestive track or whatever i mean i knew it from the parks and rec reference but i've also known it from like so many different comic books and you know, fan art and all kinds of like. There's a, I think, a book about it too. Probably, like yeah, a, yeah, a legends book where he mm-hmm. comes out back out. Yeah, that one actually gets deep too. If it's, this, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, which I'll I'll get to that in a minute. But I mean, it's like it's like the collective unconscious of the fandom. You know, I mean, it's like this is mm-hmm. what we've envisioned since Return of the Jedi. So if there's mm-hmm. nothing else they got right about this show, they got that right, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. But evidently in the legends, like he, because. The way it worked, and this is actually pretty frightening, because when in Return of the Jedi, when Jabba talks about how, you know, you'll be digested for over like a thousand years or whatever, that's actually a literal thing. Because from what happens is when the Sarlacc like eats a, a being, like they become fused to his inner digestive wall and they like sustain him. So they're like fully conscious and they're like, 
they become part of him he becomes part of them and they just like feed each other for and it takes like over like thousands of years to actually do that so it's quite literally hell yeah 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 okay so exactly so from what i understand there's a version because of boba fett had his armor like he was able to kind of keep himself like separate and like he was somehow able to distract himself but he also like his consciousness like fused with the sarlacc's consciousness so they were able to actually have like a conversation mm-hmm. you know, who, from this guy who was like thousands and thousands of years old. And he was able to actually tell him like all different stories about all the things that the star, it was actually like, supposedly it was actually pretty interesting. Like mm-hmm. the star, like had like witnessed all these different things and, you know, all these different leaders and generals and, you know, sorcerers that he has swallowed and everything. And over time, you know, they were able to sort of become like friends to where Boba convinced him to like, because the, the jetpack was somewhere else deep in his gut or whatever so he convinced him to like move the jetpack to where he was so he could like blow his you know blow his way out or whatever hmm. pretty trippy huh. Interesting. yeah very trippy very trippy so i i don't know if that you know obviously they didn't play it in here but yeah the extended lore on that is actually pretty gross but interesting mm-hmm. yeah that is <laughs> yeah so but say all that to say they got this part right they did mm-hmm. yeah so and so overall my view is going to be sort of a pro con thing for me because all the content i liked especially in the first few episodes but i i i didn't really care about the fact that they had to tell it all through flashbacks and this is a big Mm. flaw that i keep seeing in star wars and then we've talked about this before like in the phantom menace and you know star wars they they just they try to do way too many things in a short amount of time you know Mm -hmm. it's it all of it's good i mean everything they did within the book of Boba Fett is good. It's just crammed in there so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the first few, you know, the first few episodes, it really felt like two different stories. Like you had his relationship to the Tusken Raiders, which I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed seeing how, you know, how he, he taught them to, you know, fight back against these people who were oppressing them. And he learned how to form his own tribe and he learned how to, you know, be that kind mm-hmm. of a leader. So I loved all of that. It's just they had to combine it with his present day stuff where he's like in this new town trying to do that. And it's like uh, good. But like I said, it's just it's a bit much mm-hmm. like too yeah. much at, at a short amount of time. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those like if, 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 if they had had more time to make more episodes, I don't know. I feel like it might have worked a little bit better, you know, but. See, and I think they do have more time and more money to make more episodes. They're just being dumb and making them limited series. I'm like, you guys can do more. Could be. Like, I think it's because it's so expensive. Yeah. Do. Like, expensive. they're very pricey to create. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of pressure to pump out as much content as, as much variety of content from Disney. Mm. So I'm guessing, like, you know, they say, all right, you got to do this, 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 this. Here's the time crunch you know, this is what you have to work with. And they're like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but not bad, but could have been better in that respect. Gotcha. So, what did I also have? So, okay. So I don't know if like Jabba's. Pa- I know this. They recreated it. Did they recreate it? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, this is verbatim. What looks like in return of the Jedi. And like, if this is not, if if this isn't the original one, they did an amazing job recreating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was for baby. That's inc- it's incredible. Like I felt like I was there. I felt like I was like seeing it from a whole new angle. Mm-hmm. 
you know I, I'll, I'll be excited mm-hmm. to see hear your thoughts on it what you know about that when we uh when we get i don't it. know much there's an there's a behind the scenes thing on this too that i watched this morning <laughs> So, <laughs> I just know they talked about how they <laughs> intensely watched it and recreated it and they right. talked about that, but they didn't talk a whole lot about it. So I don't really have anything other than gotcha. it was recreated. They recreated yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is cool though. Mm-hmm. Gamorian guards with dad bods. Everyone's kind of fawning over those guys. Are they being, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the big pig guards. The, oh, the pigs. Yeah, the big pig, pig, big pig guards. Okay, I'm like Gamorian. That's yeah. the big. That's I, the big. The, I forget that's what they're called. Yeah, Gamorian guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone's kind of fawning over these guys on the internet. It's like, you know, people who are into that they enjoy big green uh, pig guards. I'm like, hey, do each their own. I guess so. Cause... You know. Yeah. Mm. We all got our things. Yeah. Mm. Weird, but okay. I think it's weird too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. All right, people. Thoroughly enjoy the Godfather vibe. You know, the idea of Boba Fett going from anti-hero to anti-hero with a soul, or not really noble, but still like pure. Or maybe not pure is not the right word, but pure is not no, the right word. No. no, but I'll say noble-ish, mm-hmm. kind of. You know, he's he's still figuring himself out what kind of leader he's he's wanting to be. He's a lot more noble than what he was in the original series. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's one of the reasons why I feel like they could have fleshed out his relationship with the Tusken Raiders more because he, I feel like from there, he sort of learned how to be noble. Mm-hmm. Like he learned that mm-hmm. sense of tribalism, that sense of honor and that sense of community that he didn't really have growing up. You know, because I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, throughout Clone Wars and, you know, the different places we see him and it's like, you know, yeah, he does have a good streak in him, but he's very he's angry and he's revenge driven and he's full of hate. And, you know, it's like, yeah, he takes care of people, but he's not, you know, he wasn't really a good guy. Had his reasons for not being a good guy. So it's one of those, like, I feel like they could have, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like his, his character was too quick to turn noble. And I feel like in this show, we could have seen more of his inner conflict and we didn't see a whole lot of that. So that was sort of the parts that I was disappointed Mm -hmm. on. Mm Mm-hmm yeah yeah like in in my head for like for us to be able to have done that they would have needed to do book of boba before they did the mandalorian Mm -hmm. stuff with him yeah probably like if they would have kept him out of mandalorian season two and would have started with the tuscan raiders they could have like done that for season one Mm -hmm. and then season three of Mandalorian have Boba in it for the new, like bring it back and then go into him taking over the cartel. The like they could have, they could have pulled it apart a little bit more mm-hmm. if they would have, if they, but who knows if they knew they were going to do book of Boba right. or if it could actually have been done when they started doing the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So it might've just been like, a, oh, we only think he's going to be in here for one or two episodes, mm-hmm. but no he's actually now gonna have his own series right so that mm-hmm. could have been kind of a uh reason why it was smushed in so much because after we get past the tuscan raider part it does start to at least in my opinion it feels more pulled apart when we don't have to keep doing flashbacks yeah it's what it's what mm-hmm. we were promised like it's what we were promised at the end of the mandalorian mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know. I I, kind of, I almost get the sense that like when they were writing this, they sort of just wrote it all on the fly and then didn't realize, didn't know how to actually flesh it out. So we're like, okay, we got to work in this character arc where the mm-hmm. Tusken Raiders 
like that's probably you're right that's probably what was like shoehorned in mm-hmm. so yeah but who knows but raincore scene at the dinner table what is that so when he when he's uh when he's got all of the different like syndicates there and he's trying to like get them on his side and he's in Jabba's palace uh-huh. and he brings them on there this is after he gets the rancor and you know he's saying okay you know you either join my side or you just remain neutral you mm-hmm. know when it's come when you know when when mm-hmm. i face down with the with the pike syndicate or whatever and the one guy's like yeah. uh oh why should we trust you why should we in any way follow you and then that's when the rancor like <sighs> like he grabs mm-hmm. the Oh, okay, gotcha. And they're everyone else is getting up terrified, and Boba Fett's just sitting there, like, like mm-hmm. just chilling. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's that Godfather Boba Fett yes. that, uh, you know. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I get what you're yeah. going at now with that. Exactly. So that's like that's what I hope we see more of in the future seasons, like mm-hmm. more of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because because again, that's what we promised: Godfather of Star Wars. So. I did a whole bit on this in my review, but the whole thing about anti-heroes, you know, we all love anti-heroes. You know, I, I love anti-heroes, anti-hero, you know, and Boba Fett's a really good anti-hero. The problem with making an anti-hero like a main character is that the only way to really make it work is to have a straight man to like a, you know, straight character to play off of. Mm-hmm. Any anti-hero, you know, you got the, uh, the X-Men, you got Wolverine, he needs Professor X. In Star Wars, you need, you mm-hmm. know, Han Solo needs Luke Skywalker. Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow needs Will Turner. There's always that kind of balance. You know what I mean? There's always they, they always kind of feed off each other. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett really didn't have that here, except for when if Mando kind of came in at the end. It's like as muddled as Mando is, mm-hmm. he's very much like his he's he is noble. Like his cause is pure. He's not a pure mm-hmm. soul, yeah. but he is a you know, he's pure in what he wants. You know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like if they somehow team up at some point like they could be a really good like fe- seeing them feed off each other could be really i, I would watch that entire show just you mm-hmm. know make mandalorian and the book of Boba fed just make them one show and just you know have them team up like uh yeah. like iron man and war machine you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah uh, i'd be down for that yeah, yeah. so yeah so there's, though that and then uh, so whatever. So I put I put the life versus art aspect for Boba, Boba Fett's character, and what I meant what I meant by that is like Star Wars is we've talked we've probably talked about this before. Like Star Wars has always been life versus art when it comes to like the production. You know things going on in our world reflecting what's going mm-hmm. on in their world, mm-hmm. all the way back to the original trilogy. You know, you mm-hmm. know, Band of Rebels, i.e. Lucasfilm going against the Empire, mm-hmm. i.e. Fox Twentieth Century Fox. Mm-hmm. You know Hollywood. Flash forward to the prequels you know, young idealistic kid turning into the corporate, you know, villain, Anakin, Darth Vader, Lucas, young Lucas versus corporate Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then flash forward again to like The Last Jedi, where you got, you know, an actual pro- force projection of Luke that's inspiring people. And then you have an actual CGI projection of young Luke in the Book of Boba Fett that's also inspiring people. So seeing that with Boba Fett, it's really no different because when Boba Fett in our world was officially created, he was created with one purpose and that was to sell toys. Like literally it, it was just Mm -hmm. made as this big mystery box 
for all the kids to say, hey, look at this guy. He's going to rival Han Solo. He's got a jetpack. He's mysterious and and he's cool. Like the buildup was incredible. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we all know what happened. They killed him off without without revealing anything, but they sold a lot of toys. But the fact is, he didn't die there. You know, in the collective mind of the fandom, he grew into the mystery grew. And, you know, we created all these different stories about him and all these different ideas and all these different, you know, where could he go? What could he be? And it did it so much that finally when we got the prequels, we got an actual story like background, which reflects mm -hmm. what happened in our world. Because the Boba Fett character in the Star Wars universe, he's created for one purpose, and that's to be a son. Mm -hmm. That's to be, you know, he is a clone. He's not born. He's a clone. He's created for one guy to have an heir. And then, you know, what happens? Yeah, that plan is faltered. The guy who created him dies. He's on his own. And then he has to carve out his own path for himself. So throughout his whole career, it's really, in a lot of ways, Boba Fett in our world, in his world, should not exist, like, to the level that he does. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it blows my mind to see, like, the more you think about it, the more cool it actually is. Because it really is like somebody planted a seed that wasn't supposed to grow, and it just grew. Mm -hmm. And now the fact that the show is done in such a way that's like a godfather, but also like a tribal legend, because he is a tribal legend, like in our world and in his world, Boba Fett is that, you know, tribal mythos guy. And that's why the theme song fits so well. It feels like it's in the collective DNA of just people who like this stuff. Mm -hmm. I do anyway. That's, you know. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking too deeply into it, but that's kind of really that those are some of the good you know, one of the good things that I really got out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm loving this. Keep going. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't know that because that was a, kind of a long one. I didn't know how to do that. No, it made sense. Oh, no, I made all sense. In the okay, world. good, good. Okay. So Luke, seeing Luke again, both good and bad. Good, obviously, because it's Luke. Also good because the CGI, the face, you know, thing getting a lot better. Mm -hmm. And evidently that's actually mm -hmm. a thing that mm -hmm. that's, that's actually a thing that, that, speaks a lot to the fans because you know we seeing him at the end of the mandalorian was obviously it looked like him but it was still kind of off didn't quite look like mark hamill well there's a guy on youtube yeah. there's a guy on youtube yes. i forget his name forget his his account don't even remember but he has all these like super intricate deep fakes where he puts like you know other actors into other movies and they look mm -hmm. like actually like him and he did that so well that disney got wind of it and they were like, hey, you want to come work for us? <laughs> come, come here. Sure enough. That's what we got. That's what we got. And it worked. Mm -hmm. He actually looks like Luke. He died. Yeah, um, it's a lot better. A lot better. You know, I mean, it, his his words are still choppy. I know they like strung them together from other things, but I'm just like, it's too choppy. Right. That's They really just need to have Mark <laughs> say the lines and then just audio trick it or audio change There's it. They can totally something. do that. Yeah. They're, we're still working on the voice, we, we're, but we'll get there. Yeah. We're moving forward. Yes. So I'm happy to see that. And I really, that whole sequence was just, it was really special because the, especially with the music, I mean, the music was so unique to you know it's like nothing we've ever, ever heard before and mm -hmm. you know seeing luke actually do you know training stuff i don't know it was, it, it was a special moment mm -hmm. now the con because it had nothing to do with boba fett at all whatsoever <laughs> that whole episode had nothing the to do with the whole episode fett. and a half that was mandalorian Boba was no, not in mandalorian his own show. and then right and i'm just sitting here i'm like this is good but why are we here mm -hmm. what is the purpose of it yeah 
you know and they're setting us up for something they, i hope so i hope so i hope it's not just well i mean they set us up for the end yeah true true but and they're gonna they have to be setting us up for a future season of mandalorian slash future season of Boba. yeah mm-hmm. well hopefully they follow through on that because you know again there's a track record so. of set up set up set up and then nothing no follow through mm-hmm. so i hope it's not yeah. that or it could be years and years later like with clone wars it could be could be uh but you know either way i mean the only and the only other way i can rationalize it is i mean the show is called the book of boba fett what happens when you read a book you know when you read a book they tend to skip around with different characters point of view so mm-hmm. sure. from that point of view sure it works so again not bad just annoying. It, i don't even say, say annoying just like raises a lot of questions like why yeah i was more confused yeah. than anything. exactly yeah, I was too. When I turned on the episode, I'm like, wait a second. Did I accidentally hit Mandalorian? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I said the exact same thing. Thought the exact same thing. I was like, what? So anyway, but we'll see. We'll see how this how this plays out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And I, I don't know if either of you noticed this. I did. You did. Okay. In, I did. <laughs> I think it was episode three or something. And this is like, it's like, it's like, you're getting a little meta with the fan service here. Like it was during the chase, the mod chase scene between, mm-hmm. I guess him and Boba Fett or whoever, like they're going like, like real fast through most Espo, whatever. And they, they walk through the, you know, like they almost run into these two guys who are carrying this huge poster, this huge mural painting or whatever. And you don't realize what it is. And then you see it's a mural of Jabba in his palace. So you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, somebody probably did an artwork of Jabba. It's literally Star Wars merchandise. Like the poster is a lit, like you can find it in a gift shop. Mm-hmm. I have seen that poster on a keychain. I'm like, oh boy. I get, I, I, I get it. Little much, little meta, little too meta, mm-hmm. but I get it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Mixed feelings on that one. Mixed feelings on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is kind of like what, Sammy, what you were saying before about the ice cream buckets. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and again, this is the, the episode where uh, Mandalorian, where, where Mando's back and they're repairing his ship. Do you remember it? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do, but it just clicked <laughs> in my head. See, I saw that immediately. <laughs> I did see it. Like this little, this, I'm like, I'm I'm like, are they really going into this much detail about fan service, like little things from the past? Because <laughs> you know there were a group of fans who were just like, oh, that's the thing, that's the that's. I'm mm-hmm. like, guys, 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 guys. Nothing, not everything has to be a throwback. It's like you know, I, I, I somewhere there's a group of people who are going to be like listen guys there's a scene in a new hope where han solo's knuckle brushed against this cup that was like at the scene 132 is 30 seconds seven seconds and that's the cup we're going to put it in here hey remember guys it's the cup remember that i'm like (laughs) yes just just take it down just just a little bit i I got it (laughs) the same time it's like okay let's i don't know i don't know i I really don't actually know how to feel about it. Like, I want to laugh at it. And at the same time, I want to cringe. It's like cringe laugh, the whole mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> There's little 
throwbacks. I like little throwbacks. I'm yeah. the one that if you're going to give me a little throwback, make it obvious mm-hmm. enough that I know it's there. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But they are, they did that a lot in Boba. I just didn't notice the pipe. Right. It didn't dawn on me that it was the pipe from the garbage chute. Right. Yeah, I didn't notice. Who, right. who thinks of these things? John Favreau, clearly. Yes, obviously. And Filoni. And John Filoni. Well, yes. Disney does this. This is a Disney thing. Disney puts random things in their videos, like a Pixar World. Every single Pixar movie, there is some sort of pizza planet mm-hmm. from the original Toy Story in every single Pixar movie in some way, shape, or right. form. Whether it's the real truck, of a drawing, whatever. In the Disney movies, they put in random characters from other movies as toys like uh there's a toy of the beauty and the beast or the beast from beauty and the beast in the in the toy tower in aladdin like there's just little things like that so this is like a disney thing disney does this all the time Mm -hmm. it is like a known thing they do so i feel like this is disney's little stamp where they're like we like to do these things so we're gonna do it with star wars could be and (laughs) I don't I don't think they need to do it no. but mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised no. I I'm interested to see if we start seeing a hidden Mickey somewhere I, that I will really laugh oh at Lord. I don't know I, I can't even imagine can't even mm. imagine we, we for anyone who is watching we were in the process we, we all sort of like fanned out at this point but there is a scene in the book of Boba Fett where they're where they're repairing his ship and somebody pulls out a, a pipe from a pile of junk now this pipe looks strikingly similar to a pipe that exists in A New Hope during the scene where they're in the garbage chute and they use a pipe to keep the walls from closing in. So in case anyone didn't realize what we were gushing and you know oh, yeah. ranting and cringing <laughs> over, it's that. So go back and watch oh, it. Yeah, they might not know yeah, that. I was saying, like we all we all kind of like recognized it at the same time, but I was like, people who aren't familiar with this probably won't get it. So I should Yeah, just explain it. I'll explain yeah. it a little bit. Sorry about that, so. guys. <laughs> All right, we we do need to keep moving. Okay, keep, keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> keep um, uh, Boba Fett and Mando fighting side by side. I just is everything. Ooh. Like mm-hmm. I, I want an entire show of that. Two brothers in arm. Mm-hmm. Just you know, do it. Great. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett and I said Boba Fett <laughs> riding a Rancor, facing off with Cad Bane, old Western style, is the Star Warsiest Star Wars that ever Star Wars. I will die on that hill. As you Period. should. As you should. I mean, just, yeah, the, just the shot of it. The the the. Ugh, I that is that's Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. That's everything. It was epic. I loved it. So good, so good. Mando being so, so uh, you know, yeah. I, I you're right. I had to say it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, yes, yeah. that's the only way it really really works. <laughs> The Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars that ever Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> yes, I'm still using yes. that again at some point. Do it. I am referencing Love you. it. <laughs> Put it on a stamp somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I, I was Do just it. thinking that. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. Mando being Space Dad at the end, you know, Grogu, go fast, you know. Mm-hmm. Wee! Mm-hmm. So that great. So cute. The way he's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> so cute. So good. So good. Seeing other parts of the Hut cartel, seeing other Huts show up in general, it's pretty fun. You know, seeing how other Huts think of Jabba, how they're not really fond of him, so we get an idea of how you know repulsive Jabba actually is to his own kind. So that's always kind of mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yep. Yeah. And then this next one, I put. Just, I'm so grateful for this meme. 
if you're familiar with it, the uh, like a bantha meme. If you just you just you can go to YouTube and just Google. Not off the top of my head. I need a Google. I'm really quick. surprised. Just like a bantha when he's teaching how he's teaching the Tuscan Raiders how to ride a uh, the land speeder. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Like, okay. This makes yes, it go. I remember this that. makes it stop. Like a bantha. I mean. Yes, I remember what you Yeah. Do you know yeah. how many times people have copied and pasted his face on everything? <laughs> like that. You like somebody did that with the like, the end of Endgame, like Iron Man. When he says I like when he's holding the Thanos mm-hmm. thing and he says I am yeah. Iron Man, somebody mm-hmm. literally copies I am and then they placed it like a bantha. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> And that's just one of thousands of things oh, they've done with that meme. No. That that just I'm so happy we had that meme. <laughs> uh, you added Star Wars and our memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that any it's like, you know, just you add it to anything. Like, all right, we're gonna finish this and then we're gonna go eat. Like a bantha. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna go uh drive my car. Like a bantha. That's hilarious. And yeah. definitely we need to repost a bunch of those. Oh yeah on the list we'll find them and we'll just post them yeah yeah so anyway uh finish this up real quick i liked you know i enjoyed the mods definitely want to you know war be like them and join boba fett and his cartel i'd work for boba fett he's uh Mm -hmm. he's cool you know yeah all Mm -hmm. in all mixed you know it's love hate not not a hate but you know thoroughly enjoyed it. it's not perfect but solid show and uh i had a good time so to sum it all up okay there we go all right so welcome to the book of boba fett mandalorian 2.5 in my opinion because didn't make any sense to me what they did with it so i originally said that i hate to say it but i thought it was boring until the mandalorian showed up but now i feel like that's not maybe really that's the way i articulated it but i don't think that's really maybe what it was based on what you just said dan i think you explained it so well there was just too much going on in the show And the back and forth between like we're here and then we're in the past and then we're here. And I think it just was like I was just like there's just too much back and forth because it's not like I didn't enjoy seeing what happened to him. I was really interested to see how he escaped, Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously. And then the whole thing with the Tuscan Raiders, I thought that was really interesting the way that they brought him in and taught him and he became part of their tribe. Mm -hmm. I, I really think it was the bouncing back and forth that made me feel like I just can't focus on it. So I translate that as boring, but there are a lot of things I liked about it. So I think it's more that it just was too much going on for me to sit and focus on it. Yeah. It's probably more of the problem, which you really helped kind of explain that. So thank you for that <laughs> tirade. There we go. Yeah, that's what I do. So what I was thinking when I was rewatching this uh, before the show was that Boba life really sucks. If you really think about it. So his dad was murdered in front of him. He had barely any bits in the original Star Wars trilogy and parts that he had is like when his jetpack kind of goes all willy nilly and he looks ridiculous and I feel bad for him because he's a cool character. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the things everybody remembers about him in the original one. True. He gets eaten by the the Sarlacc. That sucks. And you're going to be digested as you very clearly explained a little bit ago. And then he escapes. Yay. And then Jawas steal all of his stuff. Which I did not say in the, the notes, but they steal all of his stuff. And then the Tuscan Raiders are like, what up? We're just going to drag you through the desert and beat you. <laughs> I 
it's just like this poor guy. Like I would literally hate everybody if I was him. My God, like Feel that. it was just terrible. I'm glad things kind of worked out for him in the show, but you know, when I was really thinking about it, I was just like, dang, like you should be kind of cranky and kind of just like over it with people. Cause look what happened to you. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Poor Boba. Feel free, man. I get you. And I don't know. So his storyline was interesting, but I mean, like there was half the freaking show was about the Mandalorian. So I didn't understand that entire thing. Like I like the Mandalorian. Obviously I made that clear. I love the Mandalorian, but I didn't know why he was in this. And then we had that whole thing with Luke and Grogu. And I'm just like, why is this in the show? I don't understand. It has nothing, Mm -hmm. like you said, nothing to do with Boba. Like even the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, I'll come help you. I'm going to go do something else first. And I'm just like, okay. So this literally has nothing to do with Boba Fett. Like, mm-hmm. literally nothing to do with him. And Grogu came in at the end and helped yeah. save the day. Very cool. Mm-hmm. With the Rancor. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it just was bizarre to me. I don't know why they did that. Other than they clearly didn't have enough story for Boba or something. I don't know what happened with that entire thing. But it was interesting to see the Mandalorian go back and see the armor. And the fact that there's, like, three of them left. And they kind of did a little bit more about the Night of a Thousand Tears so we can see what happened to them when the Empire struck them down. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I want to feel really bad for the Mandalorians because that sucks for them. But oh my goodness, they cannot stop just inter-fighting, the bickering, the arguments about what they should and shouldn't do as a culture. They've got all these little factions. I can see why they were wiped out. I mean, seriously, they wipe each other out. So (laughs) this just, I feel like, helped emphasize the whole problem with the Mandalorians. Honestly, interesting with the whole, the whole nonsense. And I mean, that one, the other Mandalorian, I, whatever his name was, the Vizsla, he was ready to take out our Mandalorian just because of the, the dark saber. I'm just like, bro, just, y'all just need to chill out. There's like three of you left. You just need to calm down. Okay. They are brutal yeah. people. I was, I'll just, I'll definitely yes, agree to that. for sure. My goodness. And apparently he is no longer a Mandalorian. Because Took his helmet off and she exactly. banned him. And I'm just like, there's now there's two of you doing yeah although technically it's he's banned from their version of the cult yeah, but i mean like the, the death the watch, yeah, death or, watch whatever. or whatever i mean it doesn't yeah, make him any less there's man- more of them yeah because you know you have bo-katan because he was all offended that she takes her helmet off and everything, exactly but yeah i mean there's other mandos like, there's after. another way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy anyway but that that whole scene was just mm-hmm. interesting to me and you've already talked about cad bane a little bit what an insane he looks so much like the cartoon. I was just like, mm-hmm. this is CGI. Mm-hmm. And it's not CGI. It's a freaking guy, the actor, whatever. I don't know his name. But the actual actor is standing there with the whole makeup and it just, the teeth and everything. Like, it was not CGI. I was just like, this is bonkers. Just yeah. blew my mind yeah. when I saw that. It was just insane. They did such a good job on everything. All the technical and practical uh, Things that they did with the costumes and the creatures. They built so many things. I just think it made the show a lot better. I agree. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of them. The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. But you've already mentioned the Star wars Star Wars thing that happened. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that, too. The Everything dealing with Cad Bane. And then, yeah. He just was. I'm so glad he showed up in this. It was great. It Absolutely. was a good addition to it. Mm-hmm. Fennec. Because we haven't talked a lot about her. She's a BA. That's mm-hmm. it. I've spoken. That's all I want to say about her. I love her. I'm ready for her to be in more things. I'm glad she's sticking around because she's she's just awesome. Oh, yeah. And then kind of I'm going to skip down to the bottom one and come back. So Grogu's little stroll up to the Rancor. 
it's so like it's tense because you're just like oh no what is he doing but the, exactly the way he wad- waddles up there <laughs> it's like nothing's just, wrong it's like it's another day exactly he's just this little guy just waddling up there and then he gets the rancor to, to you know lay down and then he's like all right i'm gonna go take a nap with it right <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> what is this bizarre but hilarious and i love that entire scene it was mm-hmm. great so Obviously, we know that Grogu decided to join the Mandalorian and not continue to become a Jedi Master. Do you think that's what he should have done? Mm-hmm. Or should he have stayed with Luke? I think he did the right thing. I think he probably did the right thing. Yeah. Right thing. Yeah. I think that Luke needed to not give him an absolute. Yeah. I don't agree with that either. I was like, Luke, bro, that's a little much. that was very much much a sith line Mm -hmm. like this is your only choice you gotta choose it's like no i think that the jedi need to evolve Mm -hmm. and need to stray away from this whole attachment thing Mm -hmm. that just destroyed i mean literally destroyed that rule destroyed the jedi race Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i did it like that's why anakin had his issues mm-hmm. he had attachment issues and couldn't get away from him so i think that i i think that it was a good path to take but i also think that he's going to continue to use his powers and he really needs somebody to help him hone yeah, that. that too. now let's be real he's had his powers longer than luke has been alive but and it makes me laugh doesn't it make you laugh that a 50 year old that actually like was in the temple when Luke's father was killing them all. Is now being trained by his son. Yeah, it does now. I never, I never oh, realized that until funky. now. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's something else too. That they did that flashback scene, which was like Order sixty six again, right? Yeah. The... Yes. Yep. <laughs> again. Yes. They just can't get away from that. Again, <laughs> they can't stop. Well, God. just wait. Obi Wan Kenobi, just wait. Oh, Great. Sake. I already saw in the flashback in the very beginning. What is this? This is like the fifth or sixth time, like literally, right? That we've had to to see this over the course yes. of these things. Come yes. on. Down. We've uh, been tortured enough with this. I know. They just keep torturing us with Order 66. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I Grogu, he I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Because I don't know what his character is gonna be like when he's actually like, you know considered older mm-hmm. not baby you time. know i'm thinking you just said like he's still learning his powers he did force choke what's her name when he when she, when he thought that the mando oh my god what's oh fennec no not fennec it was the other lady what's her name oh my gosh i'm blinking on her are you talking about the lady in the in the spaceport I know who I'm talking about. Who he was like doing all his his missions about. with, but it's not Fennec. It's the other lady, like the muscular one. Oh, Kara. Uh, Kara. Oh, Gina's character. Yes, Gina's character. Kara, yeah, he yes. force choked her. Kara. At one point, he yeah. did. So, well, no, I'm not saying he can't use his powers. I'm just saying someone to help him. But I'm like, saying that's the learn the right from exactly wrong like his power. You, that's why Mando's like you can't do that. I'm just mm. like you're right. Someone just needs to explain to him. Okay, no, <laughs> like no, 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 no bad that's a bad thing but then but then again luke probably isn't the best one because he forced choked the pig mm-hmm. people so yeah. hmm. yeah. he might be doomed i don't know yeah 
I will, I wanted to say Fennec, I'm with you on that. I agree. Fennec is amazing. She, she is, she was in Rebels for a minute. She tried to go after Ezra. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see her there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she in the Bad Batch and too? And also. Is that her? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, so the, the woman who plays Fennec, Ming, oh, what's her full name? Ming Na Wen. So Ming. Mm-hmm. She is the only actress who, as of this moment, has been a Disney princess in Star Wars and in Marvel. That's crazy. Nice. Who is she in Marvel? She's Mulan. She is in the, oh, what's the series called? It was the series where What's-His-Face come back from the dead. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of Shield. There she we go. Okay. Yes, I remember main, that main, Yeah, and main in Agents of Shield. So she has been like in every. She is like a Disney, like a real life Disney princess. Nice. She can't be queen because that's Julie Andrews, but she is like a real life Disney princess. Mm-hmm. She that's can take cool. the throne after we lose Julia. There you go. That's pretty cool. Or Julie. Yeah, but I love her. She she is an actress is just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't know. It's just, I thought it was interesting when we found out that she actually is a mod herself. Mm-hmm. I thought that oh, was yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. We find out she's a mod herself. So that was cool. But yeah. Sammy, anything else for you? Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say about Book of Boba Fett. I like it. I think I agree with a lot of what you both said. I was confused for a little bit. I don't understand kind of where they're going with it. And I'm interested to see what they would do with the second season. I want them to give it a second season just to see if they can redeem themselves on some things. Mm-hmm. If they bomb the second season, then stop. <laughs> we need <laughs> yeah. at least one more season because yeah. it really was shoehorned in. And if it wasn't shoehorned in, I think it would have been so much better. So I'm, I really am interested to see what what would happen or they just need to merge book and mandalorian it just they yeah. just need to merge it but it, it was a fun show i think that it was good for the boba fans the ones who have been waiting forever for something so mm-hmm. yeah good good job disney yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good job room to grow mm-hmm. yep good job room to grow all right. Well, we need to end this episode. It has been a long, a long morning for one. all of you listening to us. Thanks for sticking around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks for listening and sticking around. I hope you enjoyed. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, website, YouTube. Everything will be in the show notes for you. Mm-hmm. But other than that, come back next week where ooh, it's going to get controversial starting next week. We are oh, going no. into the sequels. Next week, I don't think we'll be that bad. Force Awakens. I, say, I, I hope we think don't so. have as many like many fight, many um disagreements on. But Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker, they're gonna be some doozies. So that'll be stick around. We'll see you in July. All right. Bye, wow. Pixie Dusters. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.
Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.